All right, welcome back to the Diversified Gentleman Podcast. This is Jason taking over lead this time. So I'm Maurice. We got Reese, we got Hakeem, myself. Today we got a special guest, attorney Sierra Norris out of Chicago. What's good? What's good? Welcome I'm doing podcast. well. Glad you stopped through. So before we get into it, let's give everybody a little bit about who you are. So my name is Sierra. Um, I am a criminal defense attorney, mainly out of Chicago. Um, I'm originally from Ohio. Uh, I had the blessing and the burden of being extremely successful at a very young age. Um, I'm hoping to grow my firm into also a civil rights firm as well. I'm actually on another Zoom call with my law clerk and hopefully my new civil rights attorney, who's just like amazing. Um, so we, we really just trying to grow. I'm super aggressive when it comes to criminal justice. Um, I don't believe, um, in the justice part at all at this point. Um, and I really want to make a change, but not just the kind of change that you see case by case. I want to leverage, um, my purpose and my personality and my ability to do good work in this field to become more of a national personality and a check on the criminal justice system as a whole using things like social media and podcasts and radio and things like that to kind of get um, my story across and the story of others across because a lot of people kind of know what's going on, but they don't see it from the, from the, from the angle that I see it because I'm in it. So um, yeah, just out here trying to do what it do. Uh, yeah. It's tough, <laughs> but... <laughs> Thank you. It's tough, but it, it helps when you when you do what you love, even if it's in a even if it's a it, it, it's a tough medium. So right. So we've been following you for a while, you know, checking out what things you do, and that's it's pretty impressive. But a big one thing for our audience, let them know how did you get to where you are today? You understand you didn't wake up one day and you were a lawyer. So where did it start? That ambition to become a lawyer, to become becoming a defense lawyer rather than you know, tax law or something like that. What got right. you to where you are today? Well, one, I could never do something like tax law because I get bored really easy right. and I'm a kinetic learner and I need to do, I need to push things forward. I need to um, uh, participate in a medium of some kind that I care about. I could never do tax law. I just, it would bore me to tears mm. and I can't get into, I, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me to stay in one of these glass castles and make money for the white man and ignore what's happening. So uh, I always wanted to be a lawyer just because um, I was very active in school and that was one of the professions that was um, named. I was always very aware of the disadvantages and the poverty that my family had and kind of not just on a micro level, but on a macro level of like, how is that fair? And so I always kind of knew that there wasn't a trust fund or money set aside for me for college. So I was gonna have to figure it out myself. At 16, I became, I got pregnant um, with my son, Eric, and uh, that kind of um, uh, initiated the criminal defense part because there was a statistic, and I mentioned this on ABC, that there's a 90% chance that uh, black males that are products of a single mom, like 90%, which is crazy, it's an A, um, will go to jail in between the ages of 19 and 25. As fate would have it, that was also the uh, prime age back in the slave trade of the men that were taken out of um, our tribes and our communities and things like that within Africa. And to, to steal 
that kind of capitalism from a um, that kind of capital from um, a community or 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 entity of any kind it actually retarded the nation and i i don't use that word i read it in a book but i think it's very strong it retarded the nation of africa like the continent of africa not just the individual countries the whole entire continent because when you take black when you take men which is arguably one of the most important um things within a community when it's a subset of community uh you're taking away generations that follow. And so what's happened is, is that has turned into what our mass incarceration system is as well, stealing the 19 through 25 year old young men, either by capturing them, killing them, or putting a scarlet F on their chest is what I call it. Mm -hmm. And by basically essentially taking them out of uh, their communities and so they can't push their family units whole uh, and forward. Um, I said, there's no fucking way that's gonna happen to my son. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't think of, you know, getting rid of him. So I guess I took the, the, the route that most people wouldn't. And I decided to try to make myself a living, breathing barrier, um, between me and him. And what that has turned into is being a living, breathing barrier and representations of my son, as well as his father, who comes from the inner city of Detroit. And so I take that passion that I have um, that was ignited when I first uh, had my son and I look at that and that's how I treat my boys. They're not all innocent technically, but when the world is systematically set up to put you on a certain path, it's kind of like an egg and the chicken effect. So then I went to undergrad um, and uh, I thought about doing international law for a while, but I would realize, you know, international is such a hard thing to jump into that I needed to tackle one of the most important social issues in a nation before I could tackle one on a global scale. And I felt like that was the plight of Black people in the United States. And so um, I went to DePaul and I had a, I wanted to go like to top 20 because I, I mean, that's my representation, <laughs> like Yale or Harvard, you know, Right. but I bombed the LSAT. Like I put all of my eggs in one basket and I'm very smart and I've always been very good at standardized tests. So I kind of undermined it a little bit and I didn't have time to redo it. So one of my um, best friends, her name is uh, in college, her name was Rianne. She was like, you need to go to school and where you want to practice. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm Midwest. New York is too big. LA is too far. So Chicago it is, um, and which has one of the biggest criminal justice systems, if you can call it that, right. uh, in the <laughs> nation. And so um, because I couldn't go to an Ivy League because my LSAT scores, I ended up at DePaul, which was the best decision that I've ever, that ever could have happened to me because it, the sometimes the smaller schools they create the warriors because we have to work harder we have to hustle harder and we have to go out and we have to get the knowledge so that we can compete against the people that are coming from really prestigious schools in a very um congested arena which the law especially in chicago is so uh i started uh interning at the public defender's office i did my first jury trial in front of um judge McHale at 26 california um, I did not want to be a private. I am uh, come from nothing. My dad is an alcoholic. My mom was on, uh, was, was on benefits. And then I had a kid at 16. So I had been, I went to foster care at 17 because it was just too much for my family. And so I'd been on my own for so long that I just, private was just something that I, I as a young woman, I wasn't ready for mm -hmm. what God asked me to do.
And so they tell you to talk to God, like you talk to your friends. So I'm like, I don't know, you're probably gonna have to blurt me out, but I'm like, you know, like, dude, like, like, bro, you got me out here, bro. Like, What's next? Bro, like, I only get one opportunity to do this. I'm first impressions, Joe. I can't mess up, Joe. You got me out here, bro. Like, 27, sure? Like, you sure? Because, like, you're gonna have to help me. Like, you have to soften some hearts. You have to give me some good cases. You have to do something because I didn't want to do this. You want me to do this. Yeah. I wanted to go to right, the well, office. <laughs> right, help me. Do you feel me? So uh, they were actually they were actually laying people off at the public defender's office when I got barred, um, mm. and when I passed the bar over a sugar tax. And so people like sixty five public defenders got like this pink slip that was like, by the way, you might get fired or laid off. So they weren't hiring. And then I tried to go to some like. Um, like little data entry places just to like keep surviving right. until I could find the job within criminal defense that I wanted, but they wouldn't hire me either. Cause I think they can smell the anarchy on me. And a lot of people don't want that in their offices. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm a mess up. Like, <laughs> and so. That's what it was. Right. <laughs> and I used to serve. So I walked out on my last catering job because they don't feed you and they make you throw away the food. And I'm like, so you want me to throw away the food, but I can't eat it? Like, I'm like, I'm so done with this. I've been serving tables since I was 16. I'm done. So I walked out. I had like $300 in my pocket, Joe, and was like living in a room up north. And somebody, you know, slid in my DMs and was like, you ready to start covering criminal cases? And I'm like, I ain't got shit else to do. Yeah. Uh, I got this degree, this criminal certificate, and I've interned at the public defender's office and a passion and a want to do it. So yeah, but when you start covering cases and you start getting into it and you start taking cases, you mm. realize about eight months in that there's no way out. So the only way out is through, mm. right? So I started to have to be creative on how to maintain my presence in a way because you don't you don't get a reputation like mine losing cases but you can't win them all yeah. you know right, right. so that's where my social media came in where it was like okay i'm so young i don't have 25 years of experience i don't have a legacy i don't have anything all i got is is what i am producing right now and i need to show you guys what i'm producing right now because it's the only way i'm going to continue to get this influx of cases in um that coupled with my impeccable style Hey, smooth, smooth. And, uh, what was that pressure like though when you decided to go like i'm gonna go do my thing have my practice with my employees and do my cases what was that pressure like you had to be a point where you were like uh am I gonna okay do this? so i know i probably shouldn't say this but the pressure is unparalleled like yeah i my hair used to be this long when i first came in like this is this is not all my hair like it falls out i've never gotten a haircut it falls mm -hmm. out my weight fluctuates completely one time on a case that I won, the judge was so vicious. Like we kept on coming back, but I had to dig it off the mud. Like I would take like two shots of Jack, like put at nine o'clock in the morning, right. like just to get, just to like, you know, just to, like unnerve myself. Like not only do, am I in a high pressure situation, but it's extra high pressure because my clients are not taking me on because of the experience that I have. They're taking me on because they believe in me. Exactly. Right. And yeah. that that can be a little tough because I have good relationships with them, but I can't I can't afford to learn on cases. So I have to be prepared. I have to measure three times. I have to cut once. But um, the community and it's really been like moms and, you know, and, and people from the community and like the clerks at the 26th of California and the sheriffs 
at the 26 in California. Like they're the ones who deemed me Miss Cook County. Like they're the ones who slipped mm -hmm. me notes, like, see, back up. Don't do it this way. Do it this way. Like, you know, because they're like, they see what I am and they see what I'm trying to do. And the moms, like they see what I am and they're like, okay, yeah. Like she's not Sam Adams. She don't have a dad. Like she, you know, she's only been out here, but we not going, we haven't seen somebody like her in a while. We're not going to see somebody like her again. And we think she's talented enough to do this. If we can keep her in this, I can grow. I'm like a toddler right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm wrecking shit. Yeah. Right. Like the, like in, in, in the, and if I can continue to grow and build my team, you know, it's, um, it's going to help. Also, I don't do name brand shit. I don't, I drive a Nissan. Every single bit of money that I have goes right back into my practice because the only way to deal with that type of pressure and anxiety when you're doing something like this is to lean into it. Right. And the only way to lean into it is to build the team around you to do the things that you don't have the time to do or can't do or aren't the best at. And so my thing is, is the way I rationalize it is if every single bit of this money is going back to pushing this practice forward and pushing these cases forward, not coupled with my talent and my ability and my want to do it, there can be magic that happens. And that's what's, that's what's happened. Right. That makes a lot of sense. But the pressure is insane and it's, it ruins a lot of personal relationships and it makes me a little neurotic. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I Go ahead. You got something to say, Hakeem? No, go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. I was going to say, how do you how do you deal with that? What do you do to relax? Right? And we know your, your case slow. We know what you do as a lawyer. But so what do you do to kind of combat that, that stress? So I hadn't been doing it for a while. And it's something that I had to get back to because sometimes when you're dealing in such high pressure situations, you forget to take care of yourself. Right. Um, you also forget that the people around you assume that you have it together. So they forget to pour into you. And um, I've experienced that a lot, especially with like romantic relationships, like people fall in love with attorney Sierra Norris, not realizing that Cece, the girl is still a mess and still scared and stressed. And, you know, is dealing with the fact that her dad was an alcoholic and she got pregnant at 16 and she has huge abandonment issues and daddy problems that would rival anyone, you know? So um, it's been really tough. Uh, but the the kind of the mixture that I've had is I, I recently got back into therapy um, with the with my therapist who knows me and I'm a proponent of um, tackling your mental health. Everything that I've been through has caused certain things like anxiety and chronic depression and, and PTSD in some areas. I'm working within the medium that hurt me, if, if that makes sense. I'm dealing with the community that is hurt. That has hurt me. I mean, black men and and, and going through and having pre being pregnant and in the complexities. Sometimes I talk to girlfriends and babies' mamas, and I'm not allowed to tell either one of them that I'm talking to the other. It's right. Yeah. You know, it's triggering because I've personally went through these things as well. Um. So my mental health is very important to me, and I it's something that I don't shy away from because I don't understand how anybody would pretend to be anything other than like genius borderline insane like that's where I'm at right. like you know? so it it's the insanity and the craziness that helps but it also can hurt in some ways too um so that yoga is something that um I really leaned on on the bar so I recently mm -hmm. got back into that as well um and then I am doing my first uh well I, I trained a little bit a couple years ago but I'm getting back into boxing I need to hit something yeah. All right, there you go. A little bottom you know, I need to like, you know, like I need to like take out some stress. And sometimes my methods aren't the best way. So yeah. I'm gonna see yeah. if the boxing yeah. uh thing works. So very self-aware. Funny what you said. Um 
a little earlier in this last statement, it's kind of paradoxical because you said that you're defending the same thing that has caused problems in your life um, to a certain aspect. Um, with you're, you're so confident. I think people forget how vulnerable because you're still a human being. You know what I mean? Like you're still- I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to be a human being. You're not allowed, that. like, that's right. what it feels like. You're like, like you, like you're a robot. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like I've literally, like my firm administrator has told my clients, like Sierra is sick. She doesn't feel good. I need to reschedule, and they'll be like, "Well, she just posted something on Instagram, so she can't be too sick." <laughs> no, I literally pressed repost on a meme that yeah. I'm that I thought was cool while I'm over here dying on my couch, yeah, like exactly. you know, and it doesn't like I, and that, and that's another thing because a lot of people, their first introduction into me is my Instagram. Right. And that is a shade in time. So they see this put together, confident, happy, mm-hmm. wonderful. They see the highlights and nobody sees the, the, the eruptions. Nobody sees the crying. Nobody sees the hair falling out. Nobody sees the not being able to, to eat. Nobody sees the reliance on alcohol. Like, and all of these things are, run rampant in 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 the legal field when you couple that with the fact that um not only am i doing something that's extremely hard i'm also in a position where i have something to prove because i don't look like everyone else i don't act like everyone else and i and i will not give up my personality for a lawyer like on the weekends i meet with my clients like this i'm not no i'm not putting on a fucking monkey suit and doing my makeup (laughs) to come over here and try to pretend that like I have it together. Like, no, you're gonna see me in sweats and a beanie because like, that's who I am. And I'm not gonna be this this robot of a person every day, all the time, but it can be tough to balance. And so what I've learned is, is that I've had to, sometimes I've seek, I seek uh, support in the wrong ways. And I've learned, I'm starting to learn as a young woman that I have to love myself first and fill my cup up first. And I can't rely on anyone to do so, even if I feel like they should, like my mom or my grandma or the people that I date, you know, because it's really fun to get attorney Sierra Norris. And then when you start thinking like, oh shit, like, am I really doing this for the right reasons? Do, you know, I don't want to get in in this girl's way. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, play around this girl's mental because of everybody that's counting on her you know, then it starts to freak people out, especially men and no offense to y'all, but especially black men. (laughs) Like, you know, I've heard, you know, I've been working from home and, you know, I've had an on and off again boyfriend. um, And he sees, like, he hears the conversations and things like that, which is a little bit surreal because I'm a woman. So I approach my conversations with my guys very differently. I know them. I know their girlfriends. I know what makes them tick. I'm, you know, I, I, I encourage them. And so sometimes that can be really hard because when you're in a relationship with a woman, sometimes it's like, okay, you have like a couple of friends that you have from college because I don't want to be too controlling. But new people isn't something that a lot of people like really understand. And I am everything to over 220 men. And, you know, they don't, a lot of times they don't have somebody that fights for them the way that I fight for them and has the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a love there. There's an affection there with my clients that doesn't, isn't borderline, but I mean, it doesn't cross the line, but I care about them. I see them as people. 
Um, and I see them as my brothers and, you know, and I'm, I see this as an extension of the slave trade and I'm coming back and getting you. And I don't give a fuck what you did. You getting on right. this train or you not. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what, where I have it, but it can be really tough because, um, you know, to be everything to so many people and then to need so much mm. from the person that you're with, it can be overwhelming. And I've dated a lot of people I've dated boys that have, you know, had both of their parents that kissed them at night. I've dated boys that came straight out the hood. I've dated 30 year olds, 40 year olds, dated 20 year olds. It's, 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 it's consistent throughout. It doesn't have anything to do with the makeup. Um, and so what I've learned is that I have to take a step back and be that person for me, which is tough when you're that for so many other people. Sometimes you just want somebody to come in and catch it when I come through the door you know sometimes I just want to fall into something but I realize I have to fall into myself and make sure that I'm doing what I need to do so yoga God therapy and boxing but what I really need to do is be more consistent about it um because it's that consistency that allows me to really be good I was talking to my yoga teacher about this um I am amazing half cooked I'm I'm trying to see what I look like when I'm when I put myself all the way together. Yeah, that'd be nice. So I got a quick question. Um, I have a friend that's a lawyer, and she basically said nothing surprises her anymore, um, because she's basically deals with the worst of people all day, every day. And right. how do you walk around not only dealing with your trauma, but but taking on other people's traumas? Um, just hearing this like the unthinkable day in and day out and still walk around normal because I don't have anything else to do I don't know what else I would do what am I supposed to do go home what am I supposed to do go work for somebody and pretend like it's not happening I've tried that um it, it's it's the anger that fuels it it's the it's it's I don't watch documentaries on the criminal justice system I don't watch police shooting videos I can't it, it like to the point where and I've been in a situation and I don't want to go too much into it because it's still going like that shit triggers me in a way that I've acted reckless before and it put myself in a dangerous situation because I get so angry so the only thing I really know how to do is to lean into my work and trust that with the combination of my personality my style my talent that it will catapult me into a national realm where I can start teaching, writing, appearing, and having conversations like this on a grand scale to help push what I'm doing in one city to help push the conversation in a whole. So the only thing I know how to do is put one foot in front of the other because there's nothing back there for me. Gotcha. I don't. I, there's nothing. There's nothing back at home for me. There's nothing else for me to do. I don't know what else I would do. So it sounds like it's like a legit caller like you wake up it is. every day I don't, like I, yeah i've never been able to run from it I, yeah. i've never it it, it, it it's it, I, I think it's the only reason why i'm successful it is in it's so deep rooted in my heart in the in 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 my view of self that i can't do anything i literally physically and mentally and spiritually cannot do anything else yeah. It seemed like you thought you were born with a superpower and you're just know, like, why right? can't I just be normal? Like, <laughs> like, yoga teacher, we do, we do readings and I always get like sorcerer ones. I always get like magic ones and things like that. 
I'm not saying, you know, I'm a believer in God. So I'm not saying like that I, that, but I think that there is a magic behind me. I, I don't, I, I, I know me and what you, what, what somebody, one of you guys commented on earlier is being self-aware. Mm-hmm. I'm self-aware to the point where I should have failed a long time ago. And maybe if I didn't have this light skin and, you know, it, it certain other things that I would have been taken out the game, but there is something that's happening. There is a force there is, there is, there is a magic that's happening that it's allowing me to come through. Even with criminal, two of the biggest names in criminal en- exited the game as I entered into it, and they both, they both kind of christened me in a way. Goldberg taught me. Stuart Goldberg was flashy. Everything you wanted in a criminal defense attorney, he taught me infamacy. He taught me style. He taught me how to beat up the cops. But then Sam Adams was more clean cut. He taught me how to be aggressive in trial through watching him without being mean. So, but in, in, in like wrapping those cops up, he taught me how to walk into that, walk into the criminal justice building every day with a smile on my face and make friends, even if I didn't feel that way. And the, the importance of, of, of being um, tight in the beginning of cases. And so what happened was, is these two big people are getting out the game. People are seeing me with them and then they're seeing this success that's coming and a lot of people like within the justice system get turned off by my style my things but what the client sees is hold on if she can hold her own against me if that's how she talks in the car what is she gonna say when she gets up in that well you feel me and that's where my stage is i that that is where i come to life that is where I don't see anything else. I don't feel anything else. I literally felt myself lock in in trials before. So it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong though, it sounds like law's a law, can't change that. But it sounds like this little bit of artistry in becoming a good lawyer and a good defense Oh, lawyer. I tell people all the time, this ain't two plus two, or we'd right. all be, we'd all yeah. be good. Yeah. This is yeah. not, there's a magic. I was just telling one of my clients, I said, okay, I wanted to go through the gunshot residue test with you, but now I need to sit back. Now I need to marinate. Now I need to daydream. Now I need to play around. Now I need to go get, I've been in the car and gotten pulled over by the cops and created strategy for my fourth amendment motions by being Mm. in that moment. Mm. You know, I have seen certain instances and been in certain situations where I've, because of my, you know, thirst for life, I've been able to see it from a different point of view. I've had strategies come to me in dreams that I didn't necessarily consider when I was awake. I need that time to marinate and vibe. I, um, came off of a really, really, really bad weekend. Uh, and I probably shouldn't have put on this trial, but I did. And, um, my guy was on video. There was all kinds of evidence, but one, I got a, I got a woman black juror and I got a white girl. And I always ask people, what are they reading? That's my question. What are you reading? I think it's a very invasive question, but usually they can't bring their phones into court. So it also is a telling question. Um, but it's, but it's passive and it's calm. It's not like, do you watch Fox news? Right. So one of the girls, she could have lied and she said how to be anti-racist. I said, Oh yeah, bet. Okay, cool. So y'all good with that? Cause she's on my, and to the point where we hung the case and we came back and the judge was like, this isn't a black lives matter trial because they didn't see me coming because I was able to take the evidence and humanize it in a way to build seeds within these people to say right now in this, in this climate and this political climate is would this be enough for you if it's and people are starting to think differently about 
the evidence and about the criminal justice system that is widening their scope. Additionally, it comes down to who's the better lawyer. Sometimes who's the better storyteller? Who's so like things like introducing things into evidence. I have a I have a technician. I want everything sourced. I want everything purpose per, uh, uh, set up so it looks like I'm floating. Right. It looks like this is just something that I do. So then my personality is able to come through because I'm able to pull on emotions without saying what I'm saying. Mm. And so that coupled with a tight preparation creates what state's attorneys hate, a TV type of lawyer. And so it makes them engaged with me. And then I touch my clients. I, I, I touch them on the shoulders when I'm in trial. I can sort with them. I, you know, I fix their collar. I humanize them through my mm -hmm. actions and I treat them like a human being. And I think that that's a different, that this is all magic. These are all things that aren't taught. These are all things that people don't do, you know? And so if you can hold yourself down in that well and create yourself as larger than life, you become your credibility with that jury rises to the level of the state's attorney and the judge. Cause I'm going to tell you this criminal defense attorneys come in sleazy. And of course, you're going to tell me that, of course, you're going to say that, but if you can, if you can create a presence that levels your credibility and now everybody is on the same page they believe what i say just as much as they believe what the state says and nobody's seen social media i want to be so locally famous that there is not a jury you can't sit that don't know who, who i am right and because like they know who i am they know that i'm not that i've always been honest i've had integrity and i'm doing this for the right reasons and if i took this case to trial there's a reason why i did it there's a they don't teach you this shit and you right. know and and if you're it, it, not everybody can do it yeah so you see nowadays it's you're like super forward thinking right like i mean yeah five like steps ahead. i mean it's like chess like that's it sounds like oh yeah best you know what i mean so yeah the harry potter kind where we yeah come like for real man. <laughs> death you, chest like, when did you know like you know i got this shit like i i got it i figured it out like when did that light bulb? Oh, this was a really off? tough. This this one, I know the exact answer to that question. I was doing one of the most important motions to suppress to date, and that was I was challenging the cops' uh, uh, legality or reasonableness behind arresting and searching. And my son doesn't live with me anymore because the world ended and I had to choose between single mom and saving my practice. And he said, mom, can I go back home? And I said, you know what? Yeah. You know, it's what's best for you. That's where your doctors are. Your family is your schooling is like, I can't be the mom that I need to be to you during this pandemic and save my practice. And I can't let my practice go or I'm going to lose my license. So there was a motion that I had and he was there and he was having a lot of trouble in school. And I walked over to my phone and I had like 15 missed calls and I saw the text messages. He went AWOL, my son, my 12 year old son went AWOL from school. Mm. And I had to turn the phone over and continue mm. because I couldn't afford to lose my line of questioning. It was in that moment that I realized there ain't a goddamn thing you can throw at me. Wow. And I had to trust my friends and family because I couldn't get to him, but I could do this. 
And so I couldn't let both fall. So it was in that moment where I felt the locking in and I was like, all right, all right, God, I'm gonna trust you. Go get my son and I'm gonna go get, and I'm gonna I'm I'm go get your boy, but you go get my son. And that is when I kind of realized like, I got it. It's crazy as I think uh, that's gonna be triggering for most, you know, just you being a woman and a mother. But what's funny is it happens so often with men um, it would have, it would have been matter of fact. And there's, um, yeah, it would have been like, you know, to the point where if, if anything would have happened, it would have, they would have been looking at their wife, like, what were you doing? This is, this is you, I have to work. I, you know what I'm, I can't stop. This is why we're doing this together. But as a single mom, it was in that moment. Cause I created, I went so fast and I worked so hard because I wanted to create a life for my son. And I realized it doesn't matter how hard I work. It doesn't matter how good of an attorney I am. And it doesn't matter how much money I make. I cannot make myself two people. And it was in that moment where I had to put my humanness aside to be the warrior that God asked me to be. That kind of faith, that kind of, that kind of like, cause, cause let's be real, I'm a mom. Everything I did was for that boy. So I literally got, I'm in the middle of battle and somebody comes from behind and blows me one. And I'm still like, you know, I still have to, I'm on the front lines, I'm in it. And if I don't fight back, I'm going to drop the ball on this, you know? And he had been waiting two and a half years for this motion to finally come. Like Mm. all the officers were there. I'm in the middle of the questioning. Like, and I just walk over and I see my phone going crazy and I had to turn it over. And it was, it was, and that's what I mean by I'm working within the medium that triggers me every single moment I'm being challenged as a woman, as a young person, as a lawyer and people like this shit's not two plus two, like this shit's not easy. Like, and I think I've, I've done a very amazing job of making it look like it's easy for me. It's not, but God put this in my heart for a reason. And there was a point in time where I didn't, I turned my back on God because I didn't, I didn't know or understand because I was going through that process of, you know, everything's planned and God has his own plan. And I was like, well, this is, this is what I'm going to do. So I can't fuck with him if he's not going to let me do that whole time, realizing he put that in my heart for a reason. And there was no way he was going to put me on any other path than this. Mm. So it was, you know, just, and that kind of faith that I had to have in that moment, that's the kind of faith I have to take in every single instance. I'm not just doing drug cases. I got murders. I got my investigators out there right now on the scene. I don't flip witnesses. I'm going to have to stand up there and pick a jury and put on a murder because at the end of the day, you're not going to get the deal that you want. So sometimes the only way out is through. And Sam Adams told me, see, try your cases, you know? And so that kind of faith and that kind of locking in, like, that's when I knew, like, this is what I was meant to do. And nothing, even my motherhood mm-hmm. wasn't going to get in the way of it. But, and that's, and it was really hard for me because I only kept my son, like, he was only with me for, for like eight months, right? Because he had lived with my grandparents until I was finished with school and got into a setting. So right when I thought I was ready, the world ended and I'm looking at God, like, 
you're really about to make me choose between my son and 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 the two, three, four hundred people that are putting. All right, bet. Okay. All right. You want him too? Okay. You okay? I gotta give that up. Okay. You right. want that too? You want everything. You want everything. So we all in. You get everything. Every this this practice gets everything. This this plight gets everything. Um, with the deal that you're gonna make sure that he's well rounded. I better never get a call that said he was kidnapped from anywhere or I'm I'm not doing this shit no more. Um, you're gonna make sure that he's okay. You know, you're gonna make sure he's okay and you're gonna make sure he has a good life because what 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 are those questions that they always pose in like liberal art? Like, would you choose would you choose the individual or the whole? Right. I have to choose the whole every time, even above myself. I have to choose the whole. And um that is can be really heavy right. for a 29 year old that's been in court that's been in school i've been in a structured setting my entire life so i just now started living the real world and now i have all these extra complexities on top of it and on top of that i'm a polarizing personality so i don't always make friends so you know it can be isolating sometimes but it's fulfilling because i've never felt anything better than grabbing one of my boys by the back of the collar and pulling him off that cliff like right. you can't have this one yeah. you can't have this one so let's let's stay five ten years from now do you see it's your position or somewhere you see yourself where you can do more even help i mean I know absolutely now, so what, what, absolutely. what are your to reach to to, to do more Absolutely. I want to sue. I want to, to check police stations on, an, on a police on a national scale. I want to be a check on politics. I'm never going to give my power to the bench. I'm never going to give my power to a Senate position. I'm never going to give my power to one position. I'm never going to be obligated. I'm, I went to law school and did this because I wanted to be a walking, living, breathing sword and, and shield. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be one that is obligated to a certain king or a certain, I want you, oh, you, you want this power? You're gonna have to come ask for it, right? So I want to take my social media and my ability to do what I'm doing, be become a national presence in criminal entertainment law and civil rights law. I wanna be the person that gets called to Ellen and Oprah and stands beside Lee Merritt and gets the call on the shooting cases. And I wanna be the person that tells people that's not the judge you want on the bench. That's not the senator you want on the bench. That's not the president that you want. That's not what you want. That's not what we can have. So I want to be a check on the system in an amazing way. And they've never, they've always said you can't break a system. They, this year has shown us one thing. They did not account for social media. They did not account for real world interconnectedness immediately. They did not account for that because a lot of the reasons why the institutions and the systematic racism has been able to get away with it is because before the technological age, there wasn't a way to showcase these things. I don't know a damn person's number down at city hall, but I bet you they know my name and I don't care. I don't need no favors. Mm. I got the community. The community is going to put a crown on my head. And that's what people don't understand. I love historical fictions. I love 
watching the ebbs and flow of history and what happens when a dynasty is not doing the right thing. Sometimes the new king rises out of the army. It's a general because they win the hearts of the people in the army and the aristocrats can't fight that. And that's my overall plan. And it's, it can be big, but I ain't got shit else to do. And if hey, this is what I can do by 29, yeah. hey. I'm only 29. Like y'all have to come get me. Y'all have to take me out. Like, <laughs> y'all better figure it out. You know, some things like, you know, we got say, raising a you know, young black man out there about to be, you know, into the world. What are some mistakes, things you've seen mistakes that we make that go against our, our own self-defense, our own defense cases. What are some things that we can do right up front to help our own defense? It's mental health. It's mental, mental health. health. I got guys that will that will get into a fight and reach out their gun and shoot it. Baby, I need you to take a second. Mm. I need you to, to breathe, come back. Mask on, do something. Right. Think, 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 right? But because we are uh the, the 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 hood is a pressure cooker the hood is suffocating yeah. and we aren't given the resources as a people to have what 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 how do we how do we how do we deal with this anger how do we deal with 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 the, with with this the lack of support with we know we're disadvantaged right so sometimes that anger gets in the way because it's like you did this based off of a knee-jerk reaction because of your temper, because you've been living in a world where you don't know how to deal with your temper and you weren't mm -hmm. properly supported because daddy's gone and mom's just trying to figure out how to survive. And the teachers look at you like they're doing you a favor by being here. And there's not a trauma center within an hour of your hood. So now you get in, you get wrapped up in this life and in this beef and in your pride and you don't have the tools to take a step back now you shooting motherfuckers on a in, in front of a gas camera video boo what am i supposed to do with that How, what am i supposed to do honey like i'm not telling you that because a lot of people you know there's a disconnect within the black community you know in the educated successful black community always tells the oh we got to do better we got to do this right. what the fuck are you doing except given your unsolicited advice, okay? You have no idea what they're dealing with. You have no idea how this all compiles on one another to create this, this, this pressure cooker of a situation. And so even, and that's another one of the reasons why I've been so successful. I will look my guy in the eye and be like, baby, there's nowhere to go, but check this out. Put your hand in mine. We're going to go over this clip together. I'm going to make, I'm going to fight as hard as I can to put you in the best position possible and minimize the consequences because you can't have a conversation with the state's attorney about the systematic issues within the hood. I've literally had state's attorneys get up and walk off of the table the moment I breached that issue. They don't yeah. want to talk about yeah. the disease. They don't want to talk about what led up to this. They don't want to talk about that these officers are collecting these guns and dumping them right back in Inglewood. They don't want to talk about that. They just want to talk about the fact that he shouldn't have one. How? It's Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. So I got guys going to jail for six, seven, eight years for a gun underneath the trunk. I mean, underneath the, uh, under the seat of a car. That's what I'm talking about. It's kidnapping, bro. Mm -hmm. So a white girl, a white dude can walk around. So Kyle can walk around with an AR-50, whatever the fuck it was. Hey, hey, shit. <laughs> okay. And walk the fuck home and get a bond. But my boy is facing double digits off of a gun that was found in a car. Hold up, what? 
So we just kidnapping people. So we just pushing them through, pushing them through, pushing them through. And the Illinois gun laws are so liberal because Illinois is is so liberal and so that that fear tactic that the Republicans talk about a lot is real. And so they blow up the crime in Chicago and and all these, you know, and 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 it forces the people to get behind these really really disgustingly uh high gun laws and the sentencings behind them it's like wait i can go to jail for 12 years for something that is written into the constitution right because society has systematically set me up to be a felon not only that you can drive 30 minutes to indiana and go to a gun shop (laughs) yeah Exactly. Get it. Put it in your car, get pulled over in Chicago, hey, and now you're looking at a felony. No, I just don't think you guys understand. <laughs> Chicago is literally bumped up against the Indiana border. For a reason. And Indiana is yeah. a no kidding different. It's like crossing into another because country. Because the red really. states create laws to protect themselves, mm. the blue states create laws to feed mass incarceration. Cause I, you know, cool Trump's out. That's cool. You know, I, I, I actually wouldn't have minded. I know a lot of people are, I've never actually viewed this point. I wouldn't have minded had he got another term because it would have kept the pressure on the America, the way that it was Biden and Camilla have become this sigh of relief to where everybody's like, okay, we're good now. We fixed it. No, I always say that when people post it, I'm like, great, this is awesome. You got that president out. We got the president you wanted. Now what? So what, what changed today now that this guy's out and your and your uh, team is in, what changed today? Right, because Camilla did did a lot of, she did a lot of amazing things. She also admitted to smoking weed and putting hundreds of people in jail for weed. So I understand that it's supposed to be a balance, but nobody judges me based on all the good. They can't wait for me to come up and do something wrong. You should see the text messages I get. I got an ARDC complaint one time because someone took a screenshot of one of my videos that I thought I put on close friends because I was playing around with money and threw, you know, I don't think that a lawyer should be throwing up gang signs. Oh, What's the ARDC? What is that? Explain that a little bit. It's the d- disciplinary board for oh. um for uh lawyers. And I'm Whoa. like, well, this is what we're doing right now, for real. Like, this is what we're doing. But so it's just like it's hostile. And I'm pretty sure you got talking in your back anyways. You gotta oh, think about you can't it. You're minority in all kinds of the rights. Yeah, you, know, you can't mess up. You know, I can't mess up at mean. all. At this, I can't, I can't. So even to the point where I have a lose, if I have a losing case. It has to be a perfect presentation because it can't be me. Yeah. Oh, it can't be me. I can't be the reason. I can't be the reason. They got to be like, look, we lost, but she did her thing. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. ask for nothing else. That was me. That was the system. So I don't get to be mediocre. Yeah. I don't get to be average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless of what's going on, just everything that you said, one thing that I haven't got a hint of is fear at all. Like, you are fucking fearless. <laughs> like, I so it, I have had a lot of colleagues that said I got big balls, right? But my de- <laughs> balls are stupid. De- got bigger balls than Hakeem. No Lig, check this out. But my defense, <laughs> my defense mechanism is confidence. That's what I've learned. At the end of the day, you can say I'm anything. What you're not gonna say is I'm afraid to walk into this room. 
Right. Something I heard you say in one of your Instagram posts, man, that I want to bring up, that I like, how you don't shun away from your sexuality. How they say, oh, don't do that, here. don't say that, here. You're like, no, you wouldn't. Talk to the judge like, judge, I like your beard. He's like, my wife doesn't like it. I said, you tell your wife. Right. That I think it looks good on you. Now about this bond, real quick. Can we speak real quick? Hey. And even with like my boys, like it's it's not about pimping out my sexuality. It's about using the gifts that God gave me because God could have made me a dude. Yeah. He could have. And sometimes I'll be like, what was you doing? Like, why you, why you put all this masculine alpha energy into this package? So now if I'm strong, I, I could, I can't, I, because I don't get angry black woman. I get Jezebel. Mm. I get cocky. I get, oh, she must have slept with Man, not a janitor to a judge can say they even sat across from the table for me and, and, and bought me a glass of wine. And it's not happening. I don't date within my field, which eliminates a lot of things, <laughs> like everybody almost, <laughs> which is, a lonely which is life. tough too. Yes. Right, which is really tough too. But that that style, that, you know, the the getting up every single day. I'm not a boy. I don't get a haircut on a Friday and throw on some after stage and put on a nice suit. I'm getting up an hour and a half beforehand. My eyebrows are on point. My hair is done. My 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 suits are laid and I'm and I'm and 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 you know sometimes I put on that blue that blue form fitting dress when I needed a favor. So I'm not gonna come in a in a leather jacket today because I messed up. So mm. I'm gonna put on this skirt and put my hair back and ask that you not penalize me. But if I'm but if I know, if I know I got it, I'm putting on my leather jacket with my shit like so. Like you know, so I, and like even with my boys, it's not necessarily my sexuality, it's my feminineness. I'm a mom, I'm a sister, you know. I know how to make them feel comfortable. I know when they're lying. I know when they're gaslighting me. I know when they're, you know, I know when they're doing all that stuff, like even, and I'm real. Like I just talked to one of my boys and I messed up. I said, yeah, you're right. I messed up. The wires got crossed. I told you we weren't going to do this. We ended up doing this. I'm not going to sit here and gaslight you. I'm going to just make sure it doesn't happen again. And they Mm -hmm. smile and they're happy because usually lawyers will turn it around on you and be like, well, you're lucky we even went for it. Like, you know, like we're trying to do what's best for you. You know, things change, you know, I can't always be held to what I, I don't do that, you know? And um, I've had moms that have been like, yeah, he told me you came in there and straight mothered him. Cause I'm like, put lawyer aside, what the fuck you doing? Mm. I had a boy who was all American football, all American basketball, decided to hang out with his friends used the BB gun to pistol whip a man in front of his two kids and go joyriding in his car, college bound, the whole world at his fingertips. Put this case aside. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because the judge told me something that, you know, was really revealing and, and I've used. It's, I always hear that people are hanging out with the wrong people at the wrong time. I never hear that they were the wrong person at the wrong time. And that's hard too, because I have boys that have had the support, that have had the family support and have still fucked up because of that group think crab in the barrel kind of mentality. You feel me? And so sometimes like not all of my boys are innocent. So, but it's also understanding that even in the darkest of times, I need to minimize this consequence for them as much as possible. So they still have the spirit to pick themselves up and start again and, and start something new so they don't come back to this lifestyle because they don't have anything else to go to. 
And that's, I don't have a lot of, a lot of my guys haven't came back to me with new cases, mm. you know, okay. a lot of them haven't like, and I, and I don't think it's necessarily always because they change, but I'm also real with them. Okay. The next time this happens, this is what I'm going to need you to do. You know, with this time, I'm, this is what I'm going to need you to do. Call me, text me, follow me on Instagram, you know, like, I, 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 you know, I, I have, it's, it's very, it's very, you know, complex and, um, and I'm trying, you know, I eventually want to create, you know, I eventually don't want to make money off of criminal. I want to sue the cops and get so much money on my appearances and my book deals and my civil cases that I fund criminal and don't have to prioritize the cases that I take based on who can pay. And then I want to take other young attorneys and put them in my criminal practice to build them up as litigators and warriors so then that they can go out and start getting the money off the civil and things like that. So it, it's all intertwined um, together, but, you know, it's, it, it, it can be tough. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, you know, because we this may seem... Um... I don't know, sacrilegious, but you're like a prophet. So how do you, how are you going to build these freaking disciples under you to move it? Cause you can't do it by yourself. And I know uh, social media is a strong tool, but that's not going to do it either. Like, how are you going to recruit um, and build another 20 of you? So I don't necessarily know if I need to build another 20 of me, right? I got, I, I think God, God made me a woman for a reason. I think, and this is what I figured. I got one thing to bargain with. All women do. It's mm. what's in between my legs. The, the way that I'm going to solidify my following is by the man that I marry mm. and by the family unit that I create and by how I lead by example. Because not everybody's going to hire, not everybody's going to follow the light-skinned girl that came out of Ohio. Some people are going to be like, I get it, see, I know you understand, but you don't. It's, 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 you know, and I don't mean to come off like racist or anything, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna marry anybody but a black man. And it's not gonna be a black man that hasn't experienced the things that my clients and people have experienced because I'm not going to be a prophet by myself. My family is going to be a living, walking, breathing example of a prophet because the only way we're gonna fix our communities is through building, rebuilding our family structures. So if a guy out of Inglewood or out the hood or whatever, who's messed up, even has a felony in his background, I don't care, can get a woman like me. Do you know what that tells the 19 and 20 year olds who feel like they're not worth the girls that they see or they're not worth having that family unit and that love? It's, it's you know, and, and we have instances like that, right? We have representations. We have the Obamas. We have Jay-Z and Beyonce, but we don't have enough. A lot of our representations of strong African-American couples come through entertainment, rapping, NBA. I want to be, I want to have that cool family dope structure. You want to be like me, but you also think it's really dope that I'm, have figured out how to be cool and make money. I mean, how, figure out how to make money and be cool by doing the right thing. And not, so only, I think, and not only that, Beyonce, you know, the, the Obamas and Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're not as transparent as you. Like, because what right. you're sharing, like, is it's almost uncomfortable to hear, but you're, you're so um, you're so confident in telling your story. It's, it's refreshing. It's empowering. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think there's a, such a thing of being too perfect. I think unfortunately Obama's are Me too. and and, and it, I think that that yeah, it's messes with our yeah it's it messes with our generations expectations 
it, yes, it messes, it messes with our generation's view of self. I'm not perfect. I have, I've done everything, single thing you think of. I've lied. I have, you know, I've cheated. I've done things I'm not willing to say on this podcast. I'm not perfect. Right. But I am a representation to my young women that you don't have to be, to be powerful, to be good, to be viewed as a, you don't have to be. And quite frankly, you shouldn't be because I don't think perfect people should be leading a flock of imperfect people. No, not at all. I think that that's unfair right. and it creates that power structure that allows them to remain on top because, oh, well, we're just not good enough because of what we've done in our background and what we've been through. I want my family unit to be a living, walking, breathing structure of perfect doesn't have to live here. You just have to have faith and move forward and do right by your family and do right by your community and continue to push forward to be a representation of not perfection, but perseverance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if it works. I still haven't found a guy that can deal with me on a regular basis. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe that guy ain't prepared yet. That's all. <laughs> right, all right, like, right, right, right. All, all in due time. Right. You know. Well, one thing I was going to ask you too, but with Illinois specifically, with uh, marijuana being legalized now, how's that affected you and your practice? I mean, is it easier for you? We now? haven't. No, we haven't seen a lot of the effects yet because it got it got um, it got uh, legalized and then the world shut down. Mm, okay. So I'm excited to see how it helps my. Fourth Amendment and search and seizure aspect of my practice because there's case law in Illinois that says if the cops smell marijuana, burnt marijuana, that they can search every single part of the car, even containers, because they're saying, well, if you're smoking marijuana, there's a possibility that you're that you're that you're doing a crime, which is driving under the influence, and then therefore we might be able to find proof of that crime in this car. Really what they're looking for is guns. Right, okay. and my question is, this is the thing that interests me about that. What's the proof that they smell something? Right, and so that's another yeah, thing. It's it. their, we have to go through their training, their special orders, but that's really hard because if a judge believes that they smelled burnt marijuana, well, you know what burnt marijuana smells like. How long have you been doing this, officer? You know what it smells like, right? Yeah, how do you know? You're training, my training and experience. Okay, cool, that's good enough for us. That right. shouldn't be, but it is. But now that it's legalized, the smell or sight of packaged marijuana isn't going to be doing the same thing. You're not allowed. It's not going to give you that same legal hook. And I have been successful on cases where, oh, okay, you smell burnt marijuana and you followed this car for 30 seconds. Did you see smoke? Did you see smoke coming out the car? Was it, was it, was it, was it muggy? Did you see ashes? Did you see a blunt? Oh, you didn't see any of that stuff? That's weird. Did you see them ditch the blunt before you pulled them over? You didn't see them, but they were smoking. No, they weren't. You know, those types of questions, when you understand what comes with smoking in a car, <laughs> can help you can help you undermine the blanket statement of they were smoking. One of mine was they said they pulled up beside my car. Their window was down. My guy's window was down. And they didn't smell marijuana until they walked up on the car. If you pull by a car and your window is down and they're smoking, you gonna smell marijuana. You can right. smell it walking down the street and somebody's got the window open, you know? So, you know, that kind of sat with the judge in a way that was uncomfortable. And she was like, mm, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's not always, uh, you have to be a good, you have to be a good litigator. You have to be a good lawyer. You can't just, you have to anticipate the fact that the state is going to coach their police officer. You have to try not to tell the state where you're going, but you still have to put them on notice of some things. 
So it's it's a dance, it's chess. Um, and so I'm I'm excited to see how the change in the law affects um, my practice, but we haven't been litigating since March mm. and it just became legal. So we haven't seen it yet. Any regrets up till now? I wish I would have traveled more. I've never been out of the, I've never been out of the country. Still can. We're going to open back up. Right. You got a passport? No. All right, you got to get pass. one. But I'm going to get one. <laughs> I wish I would have, I wish I would have traveled more. I wish that I would have stopped a couple of times in the middle of my process to appreciate my process because I worked so hard to get here that I thought that that was going to be the thing that made me whole mm. and realizing that I skipped a lot of things on a human and woman level and um, really fell into my purpose. And I, and I, and, and a couple of other things kind of went to the wayside. Um, but every experience that I've ever had in my life has given me an angle that I use to approach my cases. So I'm still young and I just want to take a little bit more time for myself sometimes, um, travel, see the world and, um, and, 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 fix my mental health so I don't bring so many baggages into the interpersonal relationships that I've, uh, that I have. Cause you know, it affects my friendships too. It doesn't just affect my romantic relationships. I've had my girlfriends be like, see, you gotta be a better friend because you know, I've, I'll, I'll miss certain events or, or won't, you know, make that extra push to be supportive because I'm laying on the couch exhausted. Like, and I just, you know, and, and I'm, I'm so wrapped up in my own stuff. You know, so just taking a step back and, and, and smelling the roses, honestly, as a cliche as that might sound and enjoying my life so I don't become 50 or 55. And yes, I've seen every success in my business, but I haven't lived my youth out. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, just doing some things. Yeah, enjoying my life. So what about, um? you know, I, I follow you on IG. And you like low key the third member of the city girls. So how do like someone? <laughs> I, I I know people are just like, yo, hey, Sierra, you they, know what? They don't know you, yet, you, though, huh? You'd be more you. successful if you tone it down. Like, how do you say I am who I am? Because those because the people that follow me see the human aspect. She's real. real. She's one of us, and she's good. It, it, and it was a risk, mind you. Because I'm over here singing, uh, ain't no nanny, mm -hmm. yeah, just like me. It's like, I'm hey, over here getting uh, that you, shit. You like, I don't yeah, care, yeah. Cardi B is my room, girl. Though, right? You feel me? <laughs> but not exactly. And those same people that have followed me on Instagram have also seen and felt the energy change when I walk into that courtroom. Right. Because there's a time and a place. And I want you guys to know who I am, but I couldn't be that girl if I wasn't who I was in the courtroom either. So, I know how to turn it off and turn it back on because I wouldn't be successful being the third city girl in court. Um, but that realness has been one of the ways that I've been able to build my relationships with the supporting players in courts, the sheriffs, the clerks, the, the people that are working within this system, but don't have the prestige of being a judge. So they don't have to like, you know, they're not as clean cut, right? So they see that in me and they see the person in me. It humanizes me in a way that draws people to me. So once they get to me, sit down with me and really realize what's going on, they're like, oh, this is the, oh, she's the truth. 
mm-hmm. and not willing to let go of my personality. My dad was white. He was an alcoholic. He was adopted. He was never in my life. I was raised by OG. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom, I didn't see my mom knock out. Okay. My mom was, my mom was as black as it gets. And even though God gave me this transparent skin as a form of camouflage to use in advancing his people, mm-hmm. he still gave me the heart in, in, in the, in the raising of a, of a black girl. And that's what I identify with. And I'm not going to cross my legs and be well-behaved because y'all didn't invite me in this room to begin with, okay? I built my own table over there and everybody decided they wanted to come sit with me. So why am I following your rules? I, you didn't even let, you didn't even open up the door. Now you wanna give me the rules from the room that you said I couldn't come into? Cool, so you can leave that over there because over here, I'm gonna be seer. So it's safe to say that you didn't ask for see at the table, you built your own table. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I tell people I snuck through the side door and pulled up a chair. Yeah, I tell people I snuck through the side door and pulled up a chair, but other people are like, no, you didn't. You cut down the tree, yeah. forged yeah. your own yeah. shit, yeah. And, 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 and sat there by yourself and some motherfuckers started just coming along. What's that Jay-Z bar? You uh, came to the fork, of the fork in the road and drove straight. You know, because like, for example, Camilla is an AKA. I went to an AKA meeting once in undergrad and they asked me why I had weave in my hair. And they were really like, it was coloristic. And it was like, okay, I get hazing, but I, but racism I can't deal with. You're not about to come down on me because, I, because, because but like, that's, that's not, that's not cool. You know, and so there's just certain things like, within our communities that I didn't really like. And one of those is that there's this expectation that if you're gonna be successful as a black woman, you have to be perfect and well-behaved. Fuck you. No, I don't. The boys don't have to be. The boys can go can go lay down a trial and go to the strip club with their ties undone and get dances and get drunk as fuck and everybody's making sure they get home correctly. I go do it. And all of a sudden, I'm a party girl. Nah, we just want a trial. Bring me the strippers. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. We there with you. You know, so it's like it's also like there's this weird yeah, double standard. Yeah, there's this stuff, and I don't like double standards. I don't like boxes. I don't like double standards. I don't like rules that are that are created to keep people. Now, I follow the rules to a certain mm-hmm. extent, ethically right. and morally. But I'm not gonna follow rules that were created to control people because it makes other people feel better mm. about their position yeah. in life. Like, I have a very masculine alpha personality in my work that allows me to move like a man that makes men feel really uncomfortable. Because for example, I don't get to be like prude in my job. I've had some of my best, I've had some of the, the criminal defense attorneys that have had my back the most be like, damn, see, like, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you wearing that skirt and don't, but don't be offended. I'm like, if we can't talk about my ass, what can we talk about? You feel me? Because it's like, is it fair? No, but I chose one plight. I'm not about to attach feminism onto it too, because they're not going to invite me to the room to have the cigars and drink the Hennessy if I'm over here not letting them be men. And in letting them be men, and, and making them comfortable, they tell me all their secrets. Right, I was say, let's, 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 guard, let's, that, let's that guard down, you get it right but up But just like, so, um, I got a situation. Yeah, chess move. Do you play this? Chess they wouldn't, they, they don't see, they don't see me as their competition 
they see me as somebody they'd like to have on their arm mm -hmm. or get in between. And so they're willing to give me whatever I want. And all I want is knowledge, intellect, and experience and expedite my learning curve. And, and I'm out. Mm -hmm. I want to know your war stories so I can take what you've learned and apply it here. But if I was a boy, maybe they wouldn't give me so much of that because they would see, oh, that that's living, breathing competition. Mm -hmm. But as a woman, men, even, even, even women, there's little checks that they put in their head. Oh, there's only so far she can go. Oh, there's only so much she can do. Oh, there's only so much favor she can have. And then you break every single one of those barriers. I've won cases because I've stayed and buttered up a criminal defense man who has told me three different war stories about the same issue. And so now I know what not to do and what to do and have never done anything and haven't done it. So, you know, it's, it's chess yeah. on a major scale. Well, Sarah, our time is about up here. Thank you okay. for coming through. We appreciate you coming through and being real and sharing with us. We gotta do this again sometime, but this time we do this is gonna be somewhere where the passport is needed. We're gonna be on okay. <laughs> where with the beach. I, cause I'm real fun. Cardi, Cardi C come out on the, I'm real fun to kick it <laughs> with. I, I love, I love to live life. So. so, so, so one last question before we let you go. You can give advice to, you know, a young female that wants to get into your space. What would that advice be? You were meant to be here. You have a right to be here. You're not an imposter imposter our ancestors created this room it's our room and the magic that we have is what this country has been built on so it's time for us to use it for ourselves yeah it's beautiful it's ended yeah. like that amen amen all right, everybody, thanks for listening, thanks for watching make sure you like subscribe follow us on your favorite uh hey, bye to my Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We're gonna I try appreciate y'all too. Everything we can to um, basically get your voice out there as many people as possible. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And call, hit me up again. I'd love to talk to you guys again. Man, There's we, always we stuff changing will. and everything. We're gonna take we'll you up on that it. for sure. For real. All right. All right. Thanks, guys.